Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Greek Report. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. What's happening, people? Was good. Listen, folks, we got a show for you tonight, and uh, we got some interesting topics to hit that I am uh, very interested to see the reaction uh, of folks uh, in the chat. If you guys have been living on the rock uh, today, uh, there was uh, a, a great, great podcast done by my guy Tyler Dunn uh, with Isaiah McKenzie, and uh, McKenzie shared some, some things that uh, a lot of us were kind of questioning. During the season, and when it comes from the horse's mouth, when it comes from the player that I was actually I was actually involved in the situation. It kinda makes sense. Now, it also makes sense to kind of realize. You know, I mean, writing on the wall with certain things and the way the offense played out, but you could easily play the blame game. Whose fault was it, or whose responsibility was it? And uh, there was some really good insight. Uh, from Isaiah McKenzie. So uh, I have a clip that I'll share in just a moment, but uh, salute to everybody tuned in. What's happening, those tuning in from the Twitter, from Facebook, from YouTube, salute to y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. You guys don't have to be here, but you guys are here, so appreciate that. Um, but um, yeah, welcome to the show, folks. So uh, let's get first order uh, business out of the way. Um, just wanted to uh, to touch on a few things, man. I'll get right to it, man. This this Bills offseason coming coming up is is a perplexing one. It's um it's such a it's such a what a difference it is. Just let me let me put it that way. What a difference it is. Because we went from this time last year, right? This time last year, we were talking about how shoot, man, if you look at this, if you look at this uh this team, you look at this this roster, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of, of flaws. We're pretty, it's pretty set. It's pretty, yo, this is a roster right here. You can't find a lot of places on this on this roster where you're like, yo, I think I could upgrade here. Oh, yo, I can. Because you looked at the quarterback, you're like, yep, got you. You looked at the running back room, you're like, okay, James Cook. We just drafted James Cook. This should be good. Devin Singletary obviously knows this, this offense. Uh, the, hopefully, we got Aaron Cromer in the building. Uh, we got a new offensive coordinator that's going to be potentially more run-oriented, especially because where he came from when he's with the Panthers. They had D'Angelo Williams. They had, uh, I mean, they had still running backs over there. So it's going to be a little more balanced. We're going to have some fun. We go to the receiver room. We're like, Gabe Davis is coming back. We got Stephon Diggs. Uh, Dawson Knox, after the big contract, he's going to be, like, we were just rhyming off things, right? And it's, it happens. It's supposed to be that way. Offensive line, we got Mitch Morris coming back. Hopefully he stays healthy, and that's one of the best centers in the game. That would be legit. Deion Dawkins coming back healthy. Uh, Spencer Brown going into his second year. Like, we were we were looking at all the, the things that 
are. We felt that this this team was going to be it. We brought in uh, Roger Saffold that just came in from a Titans team, and the Titans team was a run-heavy team. This is pointing to this is going to be a more balanced team. Didn't it feel that way? Right? Roger Saffold, yeah, that guy's a, he's a mauler. He just came from the Titans. Yes. Guess who's running for the Titans? Yeah, King Henry. So we, <laughs> it's so funny, man. The way these these this roster was was constructed, the way this roster was built, you would have thought that that was the avenue we were going to take, and that's just the offensive side of the ball. When we went to the defense, we like you. Got, we got Von Miller. You got second year Greg Rousseau with Greg. You you got Basham on the other on the on the back end, right? We got Von Miller. Von Miller is going to take away the pressure away from Ed Oliver. It should be a huge year for Ed Oliver. Daquan Jones, the true nose. We're going to, we started talking big game. It looked great, didn't it? Milano, Edmonds come back. Trey White's not here yet, but we just drafted his first round corner. We'll be all right. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, best safety tandem. Find me a flaw on this team. That's what, that's, that was the conversation being had. You know what I'm saying? Last year, this time. Isn't that crazy? And boy, did it start off the way we anticipated. We ripped off five straight games winning six. I think we started out the, the year six and oh. We were just rocking. Rocking. How times have changed. <laughs> How opinions have changed, folks. How opinions have changed. So now, let's fast forward. We go through some some things along the way during the season. We lose in a in a horrible fashion to the Bengals, and in comes the offseason. Obviously, along the way, we dealt with some injuries like any other team does, but we 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 had some uh, we had some things to deal with. But boy, oh boy, like my man Scott Blickley just said just now, <laughs> he goes let last year ended up with a bit of fool's gold, but valid reasons, crazy shit to deal with. There's no question about that, and we all know what it is. We all do, right? So fast forward to off season and, and everything that we've that, that we've come up to at this time. And now can you can you literally can you honestly can you say, oh, where could you find the flaw? <laughs> where are the flaws on this team? And I can tell you right now, I can point to a whole lot of places on this team where I can say, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Isn't that crazy? One year. Where we were like ready to go, this is the championship team, this is the window. To now we're like, hmm. Although the team is constructed the same, relatively the same, a lot of these players returning aren't returning the same, right? Von Miller, over 30, coming back from a busted knee. Again, right? So will he come back to form? A true professional that he is, most likely. Will it take some time? Absolutely. But we're not getting the same Von we got last year. We're getting a, a rehabilitated Vaughn, and that might take some time to get back into true form. Shall I continue? Trey White. Trey White, I want the best for Trey White. I think we all want the best for Trey White. Will he return to form? That is the hope. I really hope so. I really do hope so. But he's 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 getting a little older as well. Still a young buck, but still getting a little older, coming off of a, a pretty bad knee. Six games he played last year, six or seven games he played last year, couldn't quite get back into the groove of things, which is absolutely normal. So this offseason is a huge one. Micah Hyde, what, out since week three of last year? Coming back now, he might be in great shape. 
who knows, but he's coming off a pretty serious injury that knocked him out pretty much the rest of the season. And then we've got an older, banged-up Jordan Poyer, but an offseason should get everybody back to true form, but we're not coming back the same. We're a little banged up coming back, right? So that's why there's, there's a few more questions, you know, coming about with this Bills team, and as they should. And one of the bigger questions coming into this 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 year, this offseason, are the guys running the team, and more specifically, the guys making the decisions on play calling. Defensively, you got McDermott coming back. That's refreshing to know, refreshing to hear that he's coming back. I love every bit of it. Do what, do what got you hired, and, and you're about to take over, which is great. And let me tell you, Ken Dorsey, and I'm an advocate for Ken Dorsey getting his second opportunity because I think second opportunities are fantastic, and people, people have, have, have thrived with the second opportunity. Learn from mistakes, and let me show you what I've learned from the years prior. So now let me show you how I call my plays. However, this is a big second chance being given because there's a lot at stake with this second chance. This second opportunity that Ken Dorsey is about to receive, he's about to embark on, has got a lot riding on it, right? Josh Allen's contract kicks in. We got a second-year running back that I'm, I'm anticip- I, I want to see big things from. We've got Gabe Davis going to his final year. I mean, there's so many things that ride onto this, right? The window, the AFC East. I didn't, I'm talking about our roster. Forget about the roster. The AFC alone. The AFC East, more specifically. It's not the AFC East from three years ago. This is a much improved AFC East. So everything Ken Dorsey does is going to be crucial this year. There's a, a, an immense amount of pressure on Ken Dorsey. It's huge. So my guy, Tyler Dunn, if you guys are familiar with Tyler Dunn, he uh, has a podcast called the Go Long Podcast. Shout out to my guy, Tyler Dunn. Uh, legit. And um, he had um, my guy, friend of the show, Isaiah McKenzie, the now Indianapolis Colts slot receiver. Um, and uh, the, the podcast was great. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, as you guys know, candid. Always keeps it 100, and uh, and and you and you appreciate for him, and that's why he was the face of the franchise, if you will, right? That's why people loved him because he was a friend of the people. Like he didn't he didn't take himself too serious, right? I'm not too serious to come on and chat with y'all. Yo, let's let's chop it up. We love that about Isaiah McKenzie, and although it pained us to see him get released, which which is which was was blow because you liked him. He was the, he was the he was a glue type of guy, a glue guy. You know, I mean keep the team together, keep it light. And and also, you know, I mean he showed some big things last year. And I say last year, the year prior with Brian Dable at the helm, right? He showed some promise which gave him the opportunity for this this previous season that we just went through. But it just turns out that his time was up. And I've said it before that he just fell out of favor, uh, in my opinion. He fell out of favor with the offense, fell out of favor with maybe offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, and just there was no really true true uh, spot for him. And that's what it looked like to us, right? Because it was deep ball after deep ball and, and not really taking the underneath. And, 
and personnel was kind of a mess. Why isn't this player getting more reps? Why is this and why is that? We had a lot of questions when it came to how this offense was pretty much running by the midseason to the end of the season. And you saw a lot more of like, oh, that's interesting. Why did we do that? Huh, okay. Is that on Josh? Is that on Ken Dorsey? Well, I got a clip here that I, I find very interesting. And um, and it, it is just, an, it's honest and it's, uh, and it's real coming from Isaiah McKenzie. And uh, he was asked about the offense. He was asked about pretty much the difference between the offense with Dable and the offense with Ken Dorsey, which is you're not going to get a better, you're not going to get better insight on that topic than coming from the receiver that played in both offenses, right? So uh, it's a two-minute clip. So let's hear this clip out, and then we kind of get into it. And then I'm going to get some, read some tweet, a tweet from, uh, from uh, let me see the, just give me the name here, uh, Michael, Michael Florio. And it'll take you back to next year and kind of give you an idea of, like, how this video clip is going to play into what we what we're about to read in just a moment. So check this out. This is Isaiah McKenzie on um, the differences between Ken Dorsey and the offense between Ken Dorsey and Brian Day. I also just felt like, you know, it wasn't the same offense from when Beasley was there, when I was there, you know, it was more Isaiah take the top off, take top off, be a decoy. We'll get you, you know, we'll get you, get in, get you in where we, you fit in. And I, and I was like, okay, well, that ain't really working for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just clearing the top. I'm just taking the top off for Gabe. Or, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then you'll throw, throw a ball deep here and there. But I'm not really getting this ball like Cole Beasley was. You know, I'm not really running the option routes. I'm not really running the return routes. I'm not really running read routes. I'm not really running the plays that you guys had for Cole Beasley. And I, and I, and I understand, yeah, we're, probably two different guys. You know what I'm saying? Cole is quick, you know, very lateral and things like that. And I'm more vertical and all that stuff. But I felt like I could do those things, but I never never got the opportunity. I probably got a chance here and there, but it was just like, okay, well, you know, that ain't enough. You know, because, you know, you just got to let your guy go through, the, you know, their hiccups. And I felt like, for me, um, like I said, it would be a C plus. I wasn't the most consistent, but I felt like as things went on, I would get better, you know, and as, you know, if we were to call the plays a little differently and not try to take shots every single time or try to clear it out for me and try to give me, you know, give me the ball different ways, you know what I'm saying, underneath, over the top, behind, in the back, like, it works. Like, if it, 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 it worked in years past, you know, like, but, you know, I can't, say it's, it's Buffalo's fault, you know what I'm saying? Some of, his, some of his mind, some of his play calls, some of his, a little bit of everybody's, you know? But I feel like I I was the guy that was going to get, you know, bounced around, if anything, like you said, scapegoat. I, like, you know, they felt like, oh, I can do this with Isaiah, and he's going to accept it because that's the type of guy I am. I'm going to accept, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, okay, well, you going to pinch me? Okay, I got to accept that. Or you going to not play me this game? Okay, I got to accept that. Okay, you want me to go out there and do this? Okay, I got to accept that. Like, it's just, I've been accepting, you know, whatever they tell me to do. And they felt like, okay, well, look, he won't mind. So let's just get him out of here. I find that extremely interesting. Very interesting. And if you guys agree with Isaiah McKenzie, his honest take, it wasn't him 
talking ish about the team and they were this, this. he was just he was just telling i hate to even say this because I, I, I can't think it's cool he was telling his truth <laughs> it was his truth right explaining his truth and do you guys agree when you kind of look back at how the season tailed off and how it how it how it started to kind of move towards the end yes we were winning games we were playing we were winning tight games but did you did you did he tell any lies now did isaiah mckenzie have his struggles absolutely and he even said it yeah i'm not going front. i was inconsistent there was there was some inconsistency with my play and that that will happen he he wasn't he wasn't trying to say he was it wasn't me i was nah man he he's like yo i had some issues myself don't get me wrong but at the same time, man, and when I'm reading between the lines, y'all could have used me a little more like, like you used Cole Beasley. I mean, that's why y'all gave me the opportunity. Y'all could have used me a little more like him, man. But you didn't. Y'all got me running decoys. Y'all got me doing all this other stuff for these guys to, you mean, pop off. And I'm supposed to be the good old boy just say, you know what? Yeah, man. Yeah, coach. I got you, coach. Which is what you're supposed to do, right? It's a team game. Whatever I need to do for the team to win, yo, I got you. But he became the I got you guy and never really kind of said, yo, what about me? Let me get some. And this is the this is the tough part of the business because when you're not a superstar name, you know what I'm saying? You're not that, you know that, you're not that guy, your voice is is small. You have a smaller voice. You know what I'm saying? So he can't say, yo, I need that. Yo, give me, give me some of that. Because everybody's like, yo, man, pipe down. They would have told him, yo, relax. Just do what you're supposed to do and, and call it a day. So, and that's what he did, which I wouldn't say it was a detriment to him, but he's no longer on the squad. Now, there's a little, a little more to unpack in that situation, right? So I'm running decoys, I'm doing this, and they're not, they're not giving me the opportunities at Cole Beasley. Man, that offense ran through Cole Beasley-ish. Because when you need those, those that, that, that short stop, at three yards, four yards, or I need that. I need you to move the sticks. He was the dependable guy. He knew he knew where to sit. He knew where to be. There was there was chemistry between Cole Beasley and Josh Allen. And this is where maybe the chemistry just didn't pan out between Isaiah McKenzie and Josh Allen. And you can kind of see it throughout the year. And we've talked about this before. It's a big trust thing. Can I trust you? Will I trust you? And a lot of it, I think, in my opinion, plays out where Josh Allen, not that he, Josh Allen didn't fully trust in the skill set of Isaiah McKenzie, but there was more, there was more, there was situations and players that he trusted more. And it doesn't help that offense didn't kind of suit what Isaiah McKenzie's strengths were, right? Kobe's is more lateral. Isaiah McKenzie, more vertical. But you got to find a niche. You have to find somewhere. And I don't think they ever got there, which is unfortunate. Now, you bring in a guy like, you bring in a guy like, uh, what's my man's name? Jamison Crowder. So Jamison Crowder was supposed to be, okay, he's the, the bigger, a little more yak than Cole Beasley. And then gets hurt. So it never really panned out. So it was going to be pretty much 1A, 1B in the slot. And it never really panned out. So I, this was Isaiah McKenzie's opportunity to really get going. And he was really, I mean, he was involved 
in the beginning of the year. And then it kind of fizzled out. Then there was a game that he was still, he was involved. He had a big game in the middle of the year and then fizzled out. So what is it about this offense that, that had him out of favor? And what were the big differences between knowing what you're doing in this offense, in Dable, in, in Ken Dorsey's offense, in comparison to Dable's offense? And Dable's offense, man, to me, and this is my opinion now, this is not what Isaiah McKenzie's saying here. I feel like, and I think we all we might disagree or we might agree with this, Ken Dorsey's was a very much watered-down version of Brian Dable's offense and and this is the only thing that's coming to mind right now uh i feel like dable's offense is was more you have to be disciplined in this offense you got to be disciplined and you can't always take that shot you you have to you have to be disciplined enough to to wait out the clearing route hit that slot wait from the stop i think that based on what i've seen with dable's offense and based on what i saw last year it was a lot you had to be more disciplined in this offense you can't just do what you want. You got to run it the way I freaking tell you to run it. And with Dorsey coming in, there was no, like, be disciplined, be be um, be patient. There was not. It was like, yo, if that deep shot is there, you take that. Air that thing out. We're going to be a little more vertical this year, right? That underneath stuff, man, if it's there, it's there, but it's not, we're going to go for the gusto. That's what it felt like. Until teams started to figure that stuff out, and then that's when we started kind of struggling a little bit. And then we couldn't really return to the slot because we just – Never really got accustomed to doing that in this offense. So this is where Ken Dorsey is going to have to, and we, we've been saying it all offseason, right? Where's the creativity? Where's the, the uh, ability to kind of not go deep all day, right? And, and this is where Florio, Michael Florio, had a, had a, a tweet last year um, around the time that we lost to the Bengals, right? Actually, this this coming year, what am I saying last year? Uh, in January. And uh, it started off with um, him saying that like, yesterday, obviously this is a year ago, I'm not even a year, like months ago, uh, but well, five months ago. Uh, yesterday I said that Josh Allen covers a lot of bad for the Bills. And people were quick to say he's not without blame. And obviously, no quarterback is when their team is losing is losing that way. But I don't think people realize how fully he has covered up for people in that building. And I don't know if you guys remember this tweet because I do and I was like oof this boy this brother's going in which he should right so he goes Sean McDermott likely isn't going anywhere but for someone whose top qualities are leadership and defensive prowess he always seems to get out coached in their big games and the defense always seems to be the ones crumbling and I know that we would all be talking about it right when the big games come this is where your defense is supposed to you know I mean shut shut stuff down especially a defense that's supposed to be a top defense in this league but we crumble or we don't show up, right? So Michael goes on to say the last four playoff exits blew two scores, a two-score lead, blown up by KC, the 13-second game, and then obviously the Bengals game. The defense can bully bad teams in the regular season, but can't stop a good offense when they have to. Boy, when I read that part, I was like, oof, that one hurt. Because <laughs> he ain't he ain't lying. He's telling the truth, right? So, and he says at this point, this trend is inexcusable. So then he goes on to say, Brandon Bean gets such high regard for finding Allen, but the 2018 class was last of that. And any there was no Pro Bowl players. So much capital has been wasted on undersized D linemen who can't generate pressure against the back bowl line. This is what he's talking about. When Von Miller got out, there was nothing there for us, right? We weren't getting home is what he's trying to say. 
So they drafted a cornerback in the first, and we always we obviously know Kyir Elam, right? They were too scared to use him. Despite the secondary issues, the big addition to the offense was the patch cashing RBs. Now, this is where the offense, he starts to talk about the offense, right? The big addition to the offense was a pass catching RB, undersized, if you will. Five, what was he like? He's like a buck, a buck 80, give or take, right? But we know, we know what James Cook is, right? The, the To only never throw the ball to RBs. Now, this is the thing. So you bring in a James Cook that's going to, that's going to transcend. It's going to, you know what I'm saying? It's going to make this offense that much scarier, but to never use it. I can tell you, man, if Brian Dable is running this offense, there's, he's going to find a way to get the players the football. He's going to find a way to get your best players on the field to get the football. Now, it took time for James Cook to get on the field. Maybe it was some, taking him time to get to know the offense. Who knows what the reasons were, but we just didn't see enough of him. And in my opinion, the running back position is one of those situations where you, you should be able to get on the field ASAP. That's just my opinion, right? So, and that's the frustrating part, what Michael Foyer says. It's like there was no real plan, right? The game plan doesn't fit the personnel at all. How many times do we say that? Why do we, so we bring in OJ Howard. Okay, it seems as though this is going to be like two tight end set. We're going to do a lot of that. All then gets cut. Maybe it didn't work out. Fine, we understand that. So maybe you had to change the way we did things. So that's why this year is going to be very interesting. With the addition of Kincaid, this is where we're going to have to see something, right? But when we brought that, all like, okay, this is, going to, this is giving me the, the, the thought that we're going to be a very balanced team. We're going to run that. We're going to be 12%. No, we didn't get any of that. Anyway, so that's what Florio was saying that was frustrating. It's like there was no plan. The game plan doesn't fit the personnel. The Bills receiver room had two receivers who could go, who could win outside or downfield and a bunch of slot guys and then operate an offense built around the deep ball. So you have all these slot guys, but the deep ball is what you want to play. So that's something you can understand why the offense kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of staggered a little bit because there was not much to it. So this is where Dorsey's really going to have to, it's going to be, it's going to be a big year for Dorsey. And I, and I want, that second opportunity because second opportunities are big and he's got to make the most of it. Walter S. What's up, Walter? Walter comes in and says, yo, if the bills just viewed Dorsey as just an average first year OC, he wouldn't have gotten, the, he wouldn't have gotten the job. The expectations was for him to be more seamless given his supposed familiarity with the offense. You're right. You're absolutely right. And the fact that he was part of the squad for four years as the, as the QB coach, it should have been a seamless you know what I'm saying, entry into the offensive coordinator spot. But it goes to tell you how, how different it is. You can be the QB coach all you want, but when it comes time to call and plays and game planning and making adjustments, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, and maybe it's a challenge that he won some and he lost some. And it's crazy to even say that because we won 13 games last year. We were scoring almost 30 points a game. So it's hard to fault him, and that's why I think it's so important that he get his second opportunity to, to tweak some of the things that would make the, that could make this offense so dangerous because we already have the dangerous pieces. Stefan Diggs is, 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 is a beautiful piece to this offense. Without Stefan Diggs in this offense, it's not the same at all. Stefan Diggs is, keeps this offense together, right? So having Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, Running this offense is is a beautiful thing. And then you've got great additions that we've put on with Gabe Davis. Uh, then we've got, uh, obviously, uh, 
We we brought in Deontay Hardy. It's gonna kind of take the top off a little bit. So I'm not I'm not saying we got a good one. I'm just saying we've got some pieces that will probably help Ken Dorsey do what he's supposed to do to get this offense a little more uh, unpredictable, a little un- more unpredictable. Because at one point we started to get we were pre- people knew what we were doing. Take that deep ball away. Take Stephon Diggs away. Let's see what they got. I mean, you got a you got a solid tight end in in Dawson Knox, and I feel that we didn't utilize enough of them. But this is what happens when you only have one football and multiple weapons. You're going to have to find a way to get everybody involved as best they can. So uh, a challenge I hope he accepts, a challenge that I hope he really destroys and and comes back and says, all right, we don't we may not need to refer back to Ken Dorsey, right? I mean, excuse me, we, we may not need to refer back to um, Brian Dable because Ken Dorsey is going to put it together. And that's the hope. That is the hope. I got a super chat coming in uh from steve rhodes what's up steve appreciate that super chat my man Allen threw short passes often including to rbs early on i think the elbow affected the short quick pass with motion puts more torque on the elbow it's possible it's possible i mean i don't know necessarily how um the ucl how it affects your range and what you can do is it more favorable to go deep instead of the the shorter passes i I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But what I can tell you, once that injury happened, you would think that you would not go deep as much and rein in uh, the passes uh, that you'd be able to throw. So I, I can't. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. But um, but anyways, just just reading uh, Michael Florio's text and his tweets is just is just very interesting. I mean, and there's, there's one tweet that he put out there that that just did it for me. Right? It was like he's like, there's never been. There's never any situation football with his team is what he's saying, right? Situational. And that's, that's a big blow to the team. There's no situational football. It's just go out there and just run a random play is what it pretty much is telling me, right? Yes. He's like on that bills, that Bengals bills game, the biggest play of the day, it was third and two. If you guys remember it, they threw 40 yards downfield and then punted. It largely felt like Dorsey would pick a play at random and not just yesterday. This was all year. He's not, he's like, so this is, this is what it felt like all year. And this is not a Bills fan. This is just someone watching objectively. We, as Bills fans, we, not, we, not ne- we may not necessarily want to admit that, right? But this is someone watch, watching objectively saying, that's what, I, that's what it looked like. Just a random-ass play. Third and two, big play. Let me take a shot downfield. Now, maybe the shot was there. But wouldn't you rather go with something safe that you can know you can... You know what I mean? There are plays designed for that five-yard pickup, that three-yard pickup, right? There's probably like 10 to 15 plays you can go through. Yeah, this is the one we're going to do. That's that three-yard. We need three yards. You go get, make that play. And then you take a 40-yard bomb. So now whether that's on Dorsey or whether that's on the decision-making of Josh Allen, either way, the results are the results. So it's it's interesting to see how one can look at this, this offense, how it played out last year, and say, oh, man, we should do this, we should do that. But we score, we score almost 30 points a game. It's so tough. It's so tough to kind of to, to put that out there. But one thing I will say is this. This is a big year, a very big year for Josh Allen. This is a very big year for Ken Dorsey and, and for Ken Dorsey's growth. And that's what you want. Now, with the weapons of Kincaid coming in and, you know, saying James Cook going into his second year, this is huge. This is massive. I got a super chat from Ismael Manero. What's up, Is? Ish says, uh, the problem with Dorsey was consistency. 
It's boomer bust week to week. That doesn't help against the big boys. Saffold cause, caused issues with the play. Dev too. I mean, there's so many little things that 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 altered the way you want to run your plays, right? When you got Josh Allen kind of, you mean having to skip out and run for his life uh, a few times, it makes you can't do the things you want to do on offense. So a lot of it was personnel. And that's what Floyd said. Personnel didn't really match what you wanted to do. So hopefully this offseason, we brought in the pieces we need in order for Dorsey to have the success he needs for the season, right? Give me the, the right groceries that I need, and I got you, right? It's not like I don't know these players. I know these players. And now I'm going to learn from my mistakes, and then we're going to keep it rolling. And I really, truly believe that he will get this offense going. I, that second chance is crucial, and I think that he's going to have that. So, which brings me back to Isaiah McKenzie. Now, Isaiah McKenzie is obviously going to have an opportunity to go uh, and do big things over there. And even then, I think the Colts, the Colts even drafted, uh, they drafted Josh Downs. And Josh Downs is slot guy, right in the slot, and it's going to be competing with Isaiah McKenzie. So there it is. And uh, Isaiah McKenzie even shared that, uh, I guess, when they informed him, he was a little pissed off, which he absolutely should be, right? They gave him a multi-year deal. He thinks he's going to be coming back. GM tells him, yeah, hey, chill out. We're going to be all right. I mean, we got plans for you. And then, oh, by the way, plans have changed. That's the NFL. Plans change always. You think you're going to be on the squad until you're not, right? And it's a tough business. And that's what you got to realize that this is a business. It's a kid's game, but also it's a kid's game that generates a lot of money, which is business, right, at the end of the day. So um, shout out to Isaiah McKenzie because he came in and he was honest and he wasn't, I mean, you could, you could have some players that are really salty and start taking shots at the team. He goes, no, man. They gave me an opportunity. You can't ever say that the Bills never gave Isaiah McKenzie an opportunity because they did. We're going to give you an opportunity to punt return, keep return. We're going to give you that opportunity. We're, you have an opportunity to be that guy because that's what that's how you made a name for yourself in this game, in this league, right? To be that kick return, punt return. We're going to give you an opportunity to, to man that slot position. You're going to be our main slot guy. We're going to give you that opportunity. And he has had opportunity. It just it didn't work out, right? And they had to go a different direction. And uh, and and that's here. Here's where we are. We have Dalton Kincaid brought in as Weapon X. We brought in Deontay Hardy, take the top off, and and a little more speed and uh, lateral ability. And you know what I'm saying. And he can. He's got. A, he's a great deep threat. So there's a lot of good additions to this team that we'll see how it pans out. We never know until we get onto the field, but this year is going to be crucial. It's a big, big year for Ken Dorsey. Um, so uh, my man, Walter, what's up, Walter? Walter says, yo, after the Allen injury, how many of those wins are really accounting to Dorsey's play calling? Besides the Dolphins game, the Bills offense was more backyard plays, in my opinion, than coaching clinics. And this is why Florio was saying it's like picking plays at random. Like there was no rhyme or reason for how things, because, it's in it, football's intricacy, man. This play sets up this play. This play sets up this play. If they do this, we'll do this, right? There's a lot of like chess being played. And at moments, and I'm not taking shots, but at moments, it looked like we were just playing a bunch of checkers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I eat that guy, I'm gonna throw it deep. All right, you eat this, you take a play. All right, this is my shirt. I'm gonna take a shot here. It, it was never, there was no rhyme or reason with certain things, right? And it just looked like Josh was, like he said, masking a lot of deficiencies for this team. Josh is a special human being, man. He's a special human being, and we, we've got to continue to feed 
and help Josh Allen. Because without that number 17, brother, I'm going to tell you, man, this is not a, a, this ain't no championship team without him, obviously. You know what I mean? Your franchise quarterback, once he's off the squad, it's not the same. But with Josh, he is everything. This boy was the best runner. This boy was throwing the rock. This guy was doing it all. He put it all on the field for you and for us. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's uh, it's going to be a big year, man. It's going to be a big year. A big, big year for this team, but a bigger year for, for the likes of uh, Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey. Josh Allen is already dialed in. He already said it. He's like, yo, I'm as focused as I've ever been. Obviously, we know why now that news is coming out. Um, not officially from him, but news is coming out that him and his lady are, are no longer uh, an item. Um, so sometimes you know how those, those those things work out. When you when you are no longer with your significant other, it gives you time to work on yourself, right? Isn't that what normally happens, right? I need to work on myself. You know what I'm saying? We start eating better. We start working out. We start, you know what I'm saying, reading. We start doing all the things that maybe you weren't doing in the, when you guys were in a relationship. Who knows? So maybe he's in the gym more. Maybe he's he's just going even harder. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's in the film room even more. Who knows? But if he says he's as focused as ever, then Ken Dorsey better match his energy. Ken Dorsey better match his energy. And I'm looking forward to it very much so. Um, Steve Rose says, hey, Isaiah McKenzie seems like a great guy. I always liked him. Isaiah McKenzie is a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. He, I'll tell you, man, I've had Isaiah on this show multiple times. And every time, it's a it's a it's a it's a great time. And uh, I even had him on a post. I think it was a, I did a live show. I was doing my live show and he's like, yo, I'll come in on your live show. And we did the live show together. I had my notes. I was going on and he chimed in on his topics. Dope. You can't do that with everybody. Not everybody is going to give you the time of day to do that. So we were always appreciative of Isaiah McKenzie. And he's always going to he's always going to be dope. He's always going to have a, like a, a place, you know, what I'm saying in my heart and everybody's heart. And he's always going to be a friend of the show um but yeah salute to salute to him man he's a he's a great guy scott blake what's up scott scott says you'll think uh i think mcdermott is on you think mcdermott is on the hot seat in my opinion at minimum it's warm i don't even think i don't think he's on the hot seat he's not on the hot seat and i've said that I re i've referenced this before uh he's not on the hot seat i don't think he's on the hot seat whatsoever but the he the 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 hot <laughs> the seat is in the room he's staring at it you know what I mean, because although we like McDermott, we really do. But this is a results driven league and you the result that I mean, management wants the result that the owner wants is a Super Bowl. And a prime example of just because, you know, what I mean, we're winning games and it's uh, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, multiple, multiple NFC championships. I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, division champs. He's gone to the playoffs multiple times, even went to the Super Bowl when he had T.O. on the squad. I mean, all those things. Winning coach. But they still gave him the ax. You got to go. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it happens. So to say, is, the, the, is he on the hot seat? I wouldn't necessarily say he's on the hot seat, but they've, they've now opened the door. <laughs> they put the seat in the room and they shut the door. Coaches writing on the whiteboard, <laughs> but the seat's over there. You know what I'm saying? Let me don't let me scoop the seat to the middle of the room where I say, "Let me have a seat. Have a seat, sir. Need talk." You don't want that, and I don't think it's gonna get there, right? But if we're not winning, 
and we're not we're not we're not we're, we're continuing to have these disappointing end of the season pagula is going to be like fam regular season we're killing it and then when we get to the playoffs this happens something's got to give and mcdermott and bean are a that's like a that's a you know what I'm saying that's to, that's like this. So like I can't see Bean saying, "Man, we gotta talk. You gotta go." I'd be that's a tough conversation to ever have, and I hope we even ne- we never even go there. I hope we never even go there. I hope we we get that championship the way it's supposed to be, and we just go on a run. But boy, oh boy, if Pagula goes to to Brandon Bean, if we don't succeed in the next couple of years, and we we just keep falling, falling at the you know saying in the playoffs and in crucial fashion. There's going to come a point. I don't know. I don't know how, how Pagula runs his hockey team. I really don't. He doesn't give me the impression that he's a, you know what I'm saying, that type of guy. He just kind of lets you guys do your thing and, and talk to me when I need to be talked to. But there comes a time where if, if he has to go, hey, man, you got to talk to your boy, Sean, because it ain't working. So he's got to go and make that decision. Who knows? I don't know how this plays out. Uh, but let's not even go there. Let's just hope that we get that chip and we keep it moving. And uh, we won't ever have to worry about that whatsoever. Um, but it's a, it's a good point. It's a it's a it's a good point to bring up. Out, at least to, at least to have it in discussion. Steve Rose Scott, uh, it's a team sport, man. He says it, it's been uh, Allen's been twice as good as Burrow in the playoffs, but Burrow went to a Super Bowl because clinic defense sacked Mahomes. Allen has carried his team. The defense stunk. He earned it. There's no lies said there. There's no lie said there. Allen, like he's like Florio said, man, he masked a lot of points. He masked a lot of deficiencies on this team. Deficiencies on this team. But let me tell you something, man. We've had the, the Patriots won a Super Bowl with a 30th ranked defense one year. I don't know. I don't remember what year that was, but the defense was ranked not great. But I don't I don't remember a, a, a Belichick defense ever being terrible i've always they've always been pretty good like a bend don't break but like you can win these you can win these games with 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 not a great defense but your offense has got to be on point you can't make the mistakes you got to put points on the board and you can't have these games where you just disappear and that's exactly what happened in that in that Bengals game and that's why this year is going to be crucial because when we do play the Bengals, it's going to be fun because we're a little we're a different team we're not necessarily drained if you will because a lot of folks are talking about you know we were drained all those things that happened to this team you got to give them some some love and some credit i'll give you that right some might say it sounds like excuses and and some might say well those are the facts right and both can be true you know what i'm saying both can be true but at the end of the day we have an opportunity to redeem ourselves against the Bengals. so we're definitely going to uh to see where we really do stack up most my most might say, listen, man, that game was effed up, man. We lost Demar Hamlin in that game with that big time. We want if we want to call it an incident, injury, whichever you want to call it. But now he's healthy, he's ready to come back and play. But some people say that, yeah, man, that was that was the big blow, man. And then you come back to play the Bengals, and maybe there was just not enough juice left. I don't know. It is what it is at this point. So, folks, uh. Ken Dorsey is is slated to have a crucial year. This is a big year for Ken Dorsey, and uh, there's there's no other way to to look at it, right? You have pieces galore. Like if you if if I'm an offensive coordinator, 
and I just got hired by the Buffalo Bills. And I go in and be like, dude, I let's say I lived under a rock. I said, and who's on this team? Okay, well, we got this guy named Josh Allen, uh, only one of the best young quarterbacks in this game. We just drafted a young running back, his second year speed out of, you mean, he's got great speed, can catch out of, fantastic, right? And we brought in some bruiser backs. That'll be great. We got a uh, two tight ends. We got a number one pick. Uh, the best tight end we just got in the draft. And we've got uh, another tight end that's a, a very solid tight end, can pass block, um, and uh, can get out there and run some routes. And he's a great athlete. O line is solid. I mean, I can go on. How could you not be happy with that? So, Ken Dorsey, you have an opportunity, my guy. You have an opportunity uh, to uh, to really build on what you did last year. It's, and it's to me, it's, I see it as building. You have an opportunity to build on what you did last year and to learn from the, so some of the mistakes that we made and tweak a little bit. But now that the offense has changed, this is your opportunity. This is a grand opportunity. And what makes matters <laughs> a little more challenging, I wouldn't call it challenging, but uh, I'll say fun, is that Brian Dable and the Giants, we faced them, I believe, week six. Yeah, that's right. Week six, we go up against... Let me see. I got to make sure that I'm right. I got it right. Yep. Week six. Week six, we go up against the Giants. That's crucial. And it's early in the year. It's still early in the year where guys are relatively, you know what I'm saying, healthy. So it'll be good to see Dable up against McDermott. And it'll be it'll be nice to see Dable up against uh, Ken Dorsey, right? The teacher versus student. And uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Who who will get the best of of this game. Now, obviously my money's on the bills because we got the quarterback, but you know what? Experience is everything. Sometimes experience will, will trump the talent. There's some people that just know where to be, what to do uh, in this scenario, how I'm going to do things. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. So week six, uh, I've circled that one. Week six is going to be a fun one. And most people are like, it's the giants. It's not about being, it's the giants. It's about, this is, this is Dable's team. This guy knows what's on the opposite side of the field, right? And vice versa. McDermott's like, I know this man. I coached with him for four years. I know everything about this offense. I got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's this intriguing storylines in this in this upcoming this upcoming season in that game. So that's a that's one that I've circled on to. Uh, the, the calendar should be fun. Um, but question goes to the chat now. Question goes to the chat. Uh, a, are you guys going to be going to any games this year? And B, which one do you have circle that you're going to go to? Home opener obviously would be a fun one. That's the one that I'm eyeballing. I'd like to to get on track to go to that game. I was supposed to go to the game last year, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers game. And I don't know if I told you guys this, and right when I'm ready to get on my flight to Buffalo, it canceled my flight straight out of nowhere. Done. <laughs> it's canceled. Go home, folks. I was supposed to be on a red eye. Get into Buffalo in the middle of the night, get catch a couple of Z's, and then head to the game. And they're like, yeah, flight canceled. So done. Could you imagine? Holy smokes. I was pissed. But what are you going to do? So uh, what games are you guys planning to go to? Wow, Linda, you going to London? Are you trying to go to the London game? Oh, snap. Good for you. That would be. That should be fun. That that should be a fun one. Against the Jaguars, that will be great. Uh, what games, what else are you we're trying to go to? Steve Rose. Steve Rose says he's going to the Miami-Buffalo game. Uh, which one? The first one or the second one? That'll be uh, that'll be nice to see, man. But Linda, enjoy that London game. And if you have an opportunity, take pics, send it to us. We'd like to see 
the vibe, what the vibe is going to be like in London. That would be a fun one to go to. I didn't even look at prices. The prices might not be too crazy. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> it's probably going to be out the yin-yang. The flight prices these days are disgusting. Disgusting, disgusting. Like my man, Ismael Manil said, yo, ticket prices are up. Boy, well, listen, here's the, here's the, 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 the good part, but the crummy part about when you have a good team. When your team is great and they're winning and there's a buzz and they got six primetime games, price went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Price went up. But when your team is buns like we've been, I mean, 10 years ago, when we were like 15 years ago when the team was just buns, man, you can get a cheap-ass ticket to go watch the Bills play. It's Buffalo. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go watch it. We'll just go to the Bills game. Now? Now, and factor in, and you're talking about people that live in the United States. Now factor in those that live abroad, how pricey it is. Like for me, I got to take a flight from Canada to the U.S. That's number one. If I, if I, if I go that route. But either way, I got to get on a flight. So I got to go from Halifax to Toronto. Then get a rental. Then I got to drive across the border. Then get an Airbnb. Then you got to pay. And that's, that's just accommodation. That's just getting there. Then you got the tickets. Then you got to eat. Good times. Man, that's pricey. That could, that, could, that could run you five to a thousand. Like that. Back in the day, man, I got a ticket for like 150 bucks. Gas the car when I lived in Ontario. Right to the game. <laughs> Bingo, bango. It ain't the same. So for those that got to fly, that got to drive, that got to do all that stuff. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But that is the beauty of having a team that is winning. Right? And wait till the new stadium gets built. <laughs> you think the price is up now. When that stadium gets built, they got bills to pay, folks. They're going to they're gonna make those tickets. <laughs> I can't imagine what those tickets are going to be. I really can't, man. <laughs> That's real talk. That's real talk, man. Uh, Linda West says, hey, look, Rico, we have an extra room in Buffalo at our place if ever you want to come down for a game with our wife. Listen, Linda, I'm telling you, man, with the way times are coming, I might hit you up on that, girl. I'm telling you, man. I mean, I'll if the wife wants to come through, we have to, we have to make sure that the little guy can sleep through the night. But if he can sleep through the night and we can pawn him off to the, you know, I mean, the grandparents or whoever, we are there. We are absolutely there, man. Uh, isn't that, see, this is what it is, man. The city of great neighbors. Is that what you guys call yourselves? <laughs> the city of great neighbors. Well, I'll tell you right now, man, if I'm trying, if I'm coming to Buffalo, y'all better be a city of great neighbors and hook your boy up and say, Hey man, I got room and board for you. Let's go. You feel me? So, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But anyway, uh, that's, I plan to try to go to at least a home opener. If I can't make it to the home opener, I don't know which one I'm going to try to do. I'd like to try to make it to an away game. I've never been to an away game. I've only ever watched Bill's games at home. So I'd love to see what the vibe is at an away stadium. That would be cool. Uh, but we shall see. We shall see. So, folks, that's it for me. I just wanted to touch on the, the Ken Dorsey uh, saga that's going to that's going to continue. Um, and just to kind of get get back on track and kind of kind of finish off with what I'm saying with with Ken Dorsey. Here, here's the deal, folks. He's a good coordinator. He's a good coach. He's respected on the team respected in the locker room and it's only going this this is only going to um either cement him as a court a, a coordinator going forward or this could be this could be it based on the window right 
and everybody wants to wants to talk about this window. The window is real, and the window is still open. The window is still open. So, and it's crucial because you you gain way more with happening. Yeah, Pierre says home opener. You say we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but we you know what I mean we talk about this every year. You know we got to try to make it happen this time, man. We got to. We got to. Um, but yeah, man. When it uh, when it comes to Ken Dorsey, folks, at the end of the day, this this is crucial. Year two is crucial, right? It works out because Josh Allen has only ever known the Dable offense and the Dable verbiage and Ken Dorsey. He's only ever known those guys as he's been in Buffalo. He hasn't had to face adversity in getting a whole new play caller. So it made sense as to why they retained Ken Dorsey. Was Ken Dorsey the best option out there? Probably not. I don't remember who was out there, but he probably wasn't the best option. However, he was. He knows the offense. He knows the personnel. He he knows Josh Allen extremely well, and they they vibe off each other. So it made sense for him to be the coach. But now that you got the job, you got to keep the job, and to keep the job, you got to keep seventeen upright and healthy. Get him running the plays that you know what I'm saying that makes sense that 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 give this offense you know what I'm saying points on the board and all that stuff. You got to maintain what you did last year because you had a great offense last year, but you got to tweak a few things because there were times where we're like, "Yo, what was that? Why are we doing that? It's third and two. Why do we go deep? Right? Those things and rein in our guy Josh Allen, rein him in, get him more disciplined because when he was in that Dable offense, it was discipline. And if he didn't do what he needed. Guess who came out of the booth and chewed his ass out? That's right, Dable. Dable was like, no, you ain't going to do that, and you ain't going to do it. And get your shit together, and that's exactly what we need from Ken Dorsey. And we know that he can do it because apparently he's a fiery guy, and he cusses like a sailor. He's like Bob Saget. You know what I'm saying? Cussing like a sailor. You don't think he would. He doesn't look like it, but he'll cuss your ass out. So guess what? We're going to need some of that from my guy Ken Dorsey. But... We can only wait and see how this plays out. This is a big season, a big upcoming season. It's not the old AFC. Teams are gunning for us. They are gunning for us to the point that, like, yo, once you punch, once you punch a bully in the mouth, because we've been bullying that that division for you know, the last three years now. You know what I'm saying? Once you punch a bully in the mouth, because we got bullied yet yeah, a little bit. We got punched in the mouth. We were the bully. But we got punched in the mouth a little bit, and they saw a little bit of blood trickle down. Now they're like, oh, so you are human. Got you. Let me go to the gym real quick. Let me beef up a little bit, and we're going to square up. And that's exactly what the AFC East have done. They've gone to the gym. They, 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 they're taking some Muay Thai classes. They're taking jujitsu. They're taking all those classes to, to get ready to, to match up against the Bills again because the Bills have kind of, you know what I'm saying, running things in the East the last few years. So now they got some competition. You know what I'm saying? Steve Rose said, yo, <laughs> Steve Rose is like, what? Watch, Tua took jujitsu lessons. We cooked. <laughs> well, listen, man. Tua's in Tua's taking jujitsu. You know what I'm saying? We got uh <laughs> we got uh Aaron Rodgers doing my Muay, Muay Thai. So listen, we gotta whatever it is, man, we gotta be prepared because they're gonna bring they're gonna they're not gonna stop. They're gonna they're gonna try to come for that number one spot. And we have an opportunity to maintain ourselves as the number one team. And until they come and displace us. It's got to run through us. So we've got we've got pressure. The pressure's on the bills, and we've got to continue that. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day, folks. That's what it really does come down to. So, folks, that's it for me. 
I much I appreciate you guys. You guys always, you guys always tune in. And for those that have been tuning in from day one, salute. If you guys have been tuning in just yesterday and you just started following us, salute to you guys. Smash that like while you guys are in here. And um, and we will catch you guys again on the flip side. So, folks, this is a massive year. This is a massive year for the Bills. And uh, it's just it's one of those situations where we're just going to have to ride with the squad, man. Ride with the squad. The AFC East is tougher. The AFC is tougher than it is, man. We got like at least there's at least 10 teams rocking. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Good thing they expanded the freaking playoffs because there's some teams that are not going to make it this year. Uh, that is going to, it's it's going to blow. <laughs> it's going to blow. So that's it for me, folks. You guys have yourself a fantastic evening. We'll catch you guys again, potentially on Friday. And uh, that's it, man. So until next time, it's your boy Rico. This is the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. And I'm gone. Have a great one. Peace.